0: Hear the train are coming. It's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling.
1: All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. I'm Pettit. And Robert. And we're here to bring you a quick preview of the game coming up, week three against the Browns. We're playing at Cleveland, uh, and it's, you know, obviously a big game. Take it take it one week at a time. Um, we're back recording virtually again. Hopefully uh, you all enjoyed the last episode. You know, hey, we, we won, but we still want more. That's for our listeners right now. We're we're fans that we're not satisfied. We're one and one, and I get it. We won in overtime. it overtime. It's a it's a solid game, but we still want more. That's all I got to say to that. And I think going into this week, it's a great opportunity, opportunity for us to show it. Um, I guess uh, just initial thoughts. Just jumping right into it. Uh, what are we thinking, Pettit? Give me your thoughts. Just overall on the Browns. Maybe what are you most concerned about? What are you? Are you feeling good? What what are your thoughts? You're excited for it. I know you're excited for it. You said it's like the first time since last year that you're excited for a game. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we have chance to, to win back-to-back games, which we haven't done in a, in a long time. I am um, I guess I'm, I'm optimistic about it because I do not think the Browns looked good at all on Monday night. Um, also, they have a short week. Um I don't think Deshaun has looked quite like... And, and maybe there's other kind of things going into it, but Nick Chubb is out. Deshaun doesn't look that great. Um, they don't really have a lot of scary weapons on offense. Um, and then, I mean, the biggest concern is that it could just be a, a boring game. I think like that's yeah. my only concern going into the game. I'm like, I think we could pull out a, a scrappy win on him, a close, boring win. But I'm, I'm excited to hopefully see some life from the team and continue some momentum and, you know, use what we did against the Chargers and actually turn this into a winning team or at least an entertaining team at bare minimum.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i definitely looking forward to the game. I've kind of come down from my post-win frustration, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd really like, I've thought about it a lot, JG, your point you made on Monday about how we haven't faced a team with their starting running back yet. I think that's going to bode well for us, especially we are so good at stopping the run. And that's what the Cleveland Browns want to do. Deshaun Watson is not the most prolific passer out there right now. He kind of looks like a shell of himself compared to his historical standards. So I think we match up really well against this team, uh, at least defensively. But offensively, I mean, it is going to be a nightmare trying to block Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith. Uh, They've got some good guys in the back end, like Denzel Ward. Um, It's going to be a position, a field position battle. It's going to be a classic Titans game where it's mudslinging and tough to score field position, which I think favors Vrabel over Stefanski. So... You know, it's going to probably be another one of those games where after it's over, win or lose, I'm going to feel terrible about how we are, you know, as a football team. But we very easily could win it. And that wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah, it it, whenever I picture again, for some reason, I'm picturing because it's at Cleveland, I'm picturing like watching at noon seeing Cleveland and it just being like foggy and just gross and us just like having to have just a gritty game where like there's just no fashion no flashy plays at all. And it's just Henry up the middle, Tajay Spears with some cool runs, maybe a traylon Burks 20 yard play at most. And I, I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't feel like like you said Petty, I would totally agree. The biggest thing with it going into it is it just feels like it's going to be a, uh, just like a boring get-through-it game, just get out of there with the win and no one get hurt and just get us back to Nashville for week four against the Bengals. It just it just feels like that. And I, I also agree with you, Robert, that it's more uh, the way it looks is kind of starting to almost somewhat favor Vrabel's coaching style than Stefanski's. Um, so I would definitely agree there. I want to talk about uh, – first, I want to talk about the offense against their defense. And I want to point out their defense. There's two things. Obviously, they're D-line. But second, their defensive coordinator is Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz has been with the Titans the last couple of years. And there actually was a really cool article. Paul Kaharski was the one that shared it. It was about Jim Schwartz. And I want to say that the way that Schwartz talked about Vrabel almost make, makes me feel – amazing again that Vrabel is our coach he said something like uh, he was talking about Vrabel and how his success is bigger than just being a former former player and he said that's not the whole story he's very consistent in his message he has a philosophy he sticks through it he doesn't waver when it comes to the wins of the NFL I guess you'd say the wind starts blowing one way he doesn't change direction and go the other way and I think that's probably the biggest thing he's an excellent leader I think that's huge but I will say Schwartz also said one of the things that I feel like I can honor Vrabel and what he's taught me with is we're going to play really good defense on Sunday. And I'm terrified of that because, like you said, Robert, their front seven is amazing. I know Z'Darrius Smith went down on Monday Night Football with something. I don't think he really is injured for the game. I think he's playing. Uh, they are missing Greg Newsom for the game, uh, a talented cornerback that I know Robert was kind of wanting when he came out of the draft and we took – Caleb Farley instead um but yeah Denzel Ward they've got Grant Delpit they've got uh a solid linebacking core um and then of course Miles Garrett so how do we feel about our offense Skronsky's probably I think he's out again how do we feel about our offense against their defense terrible (laughs) next question (laughs)
0: um I mean, I think I'd like to see us get Traylon Burks more involved. I know he had that long touchdown pass, but I think he could really be – an. or I guess he didn't, didn't score in the last game, but he could really be an X factor. I think Denzel Ward is going to be a problem um, against D-Hop. D-Hop's going to have the size advantage, but um, it's going to probably be hard to get separation, which D-Hop doesn't really need separation. To have big plays, he's such a physical, go-get-the-football type of receiver. But I really think this is a kind of game where uh, Traylon Burks could have a really big game. And um, I hope to see us get him involved early, 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 early. That's really, I think, uh, probably the key to getting him going, is getting him targets and getting him going early. Um, but, our, yeah, without Skaronsky, you know, I know we joked about it during the summer that – his short arms, why would you draft to tackle a guard, you know, first round. But, I mean, he graded out as the best rookie O-lineman in week one. And with Raidens coming on and playing pretty well, it'd be really nice to have Skaronsky either trying to go at left tackle, maybe as an option if Dillard's getting whooped by Miles Garrett, um, or even have him at left guard and give Raidens a shot. Because Raidens did play pretty well last year, against Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa when the, in the 49ers game um, and then had some good snaps in the Chargers game before he you know, ultimately went down with the ACL. So um, it'd be nice to have that option. Hopefully we don't have to see any more of uh, Xavier Newman this season. I think that was a, a nice little experiment, but quickly realized that undrafted free agent isn't quite ready to help Jamil, us out.
1: Jameel Douglas reincarnated.
0: That's right. Um and but then to your point about Mike Vrabel, John Garrett, I want to bring up, you know, a quote from uh, a professional and gambling podcast I was listening to this summer that I shared with our group text, but I haven't said on the pod yet. And that's there are five head coaches in the NFL that have a meaningful impact on point spreads when uh, Las Vegas and, uh, you know, gambling books or sports betting books set the spread. They'll set the spread based on talent, players, and then there's only five head coaches that actually impact the spread. Variable is one of them. Um, the other four, I think Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, uh, Bill Belichick, and, and um, Shanahan. And, the, I mean, you would think Sean McVay would be on there. You would think uh, Eric, uh, Andy Reid would be on there. But the reality is, is the, the sports books – See such a value, especially in underdog. When Titans are underdogs, they don't increase that number past a certain point because of how good Vrabel has done and how much they've been beaten against the spread by Vrabel in earlier years. And so that could come into a play this weekend. You know, Titans started out as a four-point dog to start the week. It's gone, uh, once the Chubb news, uh, or once everybody saw Nick Chubb get injured, that it looks like Nick Chubb was worth about a point to the spread. So it went down to a plus three, and now it's hovering right there around three and a half. be interesting to see as we get into Sunday morning, does it cross over the key number of three and get down to two and a half, or does it stay right there at three and a half? Um, wouldn't be shocked to see Vrabel cover that again. We're 2-0 and against the spread this year. Um, so wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked to see Vrabel cover that this weekend. Pettit, what are you
2: thinking? Um, so one thing is John Garrett, uh, the weather's actually going to be very nice in Cleveland. Just look Good. it up. going can be high of 70, partly cloudy. So, um, probably not that foggy, cold weather that you may be thinking in your mind, but, um, one thing that's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys saw DeAndre Hopkins' response to his injury. Did, you, did either of you guys see that? No, I didn't see that. Uh, a reporter asked him, "They're like, um, what's like? Is it the same as last week? Like, is it improving?" Kind of asking all these questions, and he basically is like, "It hasn't really improved. Um, it's you know pretty much the same as it was last week." And it sounds like he's pretty much just like I'm. I'm good to play. It's it's just up to Vrabel pretty much. And the way he's kind of talking about it, it sounds very much like, um, like he even says, "I've I've obviously I've played a lot of ball and missed very few games. So trusting the plan and ready to go when my number is called." It sounds like he's he's good to go no matter what the pain is, which I think kind of makes a lot of sense with Vrabel sitting out players all the time and the Julio situation just kind of constantly benching players where you're just kind of like, why? I don't get it. Um, so that's kind of just an interesting thing. And, you know, he, it's, if he's even that injured, they asked him, like, are you planning on going to Cleveland? He's like, absolutely, yeah, I'm going to be there. So... Um, I think that's kind of a situation to keep an eye on for the rest of the season, where it's just like, is Rabel just going to constantly play this game? Of, is Hopkins playing? Is he not playing? Uh, as for the actual game, though, I I feel pretty good about it. I think we're going to win. Oh. I don't know by how much, but I think we're going to win. Um, I think I think we've caught fire a little bit. We're, we're we're moving and grooving a little bit. I know. I, I'm
1: one game, Pettit. It's one game.
2: I I think Tannehill just needed a confidence booster. I think he needed that. <laughs>
1: that hey, and that 70
2: yard play. I th- that's all it takes. Sometimes, sometimes it's all it takes to kind of to kind of get it back. And I think you know who else is about to catch their confidence. This game. This is the game. Derrick Henry. I knew it. I think Derrick Henry is going to go. Okay, I'm back. This is it. Um, I'm ready. How to many play. yards? Over 100, easy. Okay. Um, easy. I'm gonna say, one, I'm gonna say 115. <laughs> one, 115. Two, two touchdowns. Did you say? Two? You just guess?
1: Yeah, I was guessing yeah. too. An interesting... Think, go ahead. Huh?
2: Yeah. Um. I know. I know the O line doesn't look that good, and I know the Browns' D line is very, very talented. But I think Tannehill's gonna find his. Sorry, Derrick Henry's gonna find his way through it. Um, defense is gonna be very healthy for this game. The Titans defense. Fulton and Hooker looking like they're coming back. Um, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna shut down the Browns. I don't think that's my look, I'm not that concerned about the Browns. As like we're gonna if we score over twenty one points, I think we beat the Browns. The question is that. I'm just more concerned of is this gonna be a Nick Fulk Kind of game, like Week One, where it's just five five field goals from Nick Folk. But well, um, you said Derrick Henry's getting two touchdowns, so no, no, no. I said I'm concerned that it's going to be a Nick Folk five field goal okay. game. Okay. I don't, I do not want that to happen ever again. <laughs>
1: um,
2: I just, just picked so, him up in fantasy, so I wouldn't mind that, but he is position number one in fantasy. He's he's ball. Uh, Pettit, to your point
0: on Derrick Henry, in his career he has better stats on the road than he does at home, on average. Rushing yards per game, touchdowns per game, um, average yards per carry.
2: I believe it. I, I believe it. And I also think he does better when it's a little bit a little bit colder. So, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think ten degree difference, but it makes a difference for him.
0: There's some great stats out there on as the season goes on, how he gets better and better when he's healthy. So, if this is him starting slow, I'm all in. I'm all in. One thing I'll say uh, that we didn't mention yet is Kareem Hunt could get some carries and get some uh, get some action this weekend coming back. Probably not going to see too much of a rusty situation with him just since he's been with the Browns for many years. Um, but you know, still something to monitor. What does that scary percentage look like with Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati, right? That's where Jerome Ford is from was a five-star went to Bama and then transferred to Cincinnati. Is that
1: correct? I think you're right. I remember him at Cincinnati for sure.
0: Yeah. He was with that Cincinnati team that played Bama in the playoffs. Um, with Sauce Gardner and Alec Pierce and Desmond
2: Ritter. Um, so, we will be interesting to see what he can do. Yeah, he did two years at Bama, two years at Cincy. So, he's a second-year player, isn't it? Correct? Uh, so. Yeah. Second, yeah. Second yeah. So he's, been,
0: he's been biding his time. Um, so, it'll be interesting to see what he can do. Uh, the other thing I'll say is I am – praying cedric tillman does not have you know a big game uh rookie wide receiver out of tennessee at from the browns um if he has a big game you know i feel like the, the cries about will levis could kind of go off just why would we have drafted this guy out of kentucky and look how look if we had just drafted you know someone out of tennessee maybe we'd be better i hate those arguments
1: I don't know. I mean, he hasn't really done much so far this year. Amari Cooper's been their guy. So, yeah, let's shift he's banged, focus. He's now. a little
0: banged up, though. He's got a shoulder and a groin. He almost didn't play Monday night football. I can't believe he did. I thought he was going to be out Monday night.
1: But, like, let's shift focus to our defense against their offense. Like you said, Kareem Hunt is now on the the Browns. The the crushing Nick Chubb news, which was crazy that we were recording during the middle of it. We completely missed how huge of an injury it was. It was really it was terrible to see like uh, Nick Chubb is he's just a good dude and and he's a good football player and you hate to see something like that happen to him um but it is significant that he's out uh Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt are their guys we've talked about Deshaun Watson their offensive line is good as well but um I know that Jack Conklin tore his ACL we're familiar with Jack Conklin obviously and um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel pretty good about our defense against against them. I mean, the Steelers gave them some trouble. Uh, they had a lot of turnovers and, and took advantage of that. So I think that we can handle them. I think what you said, Pettit, about if we scored 21, we could win for sure. So that that does feel good. Um, so, Pettit, I'll start with you. Our defense against their offense, what are you kind of looking at? Who's – do we got to put – pressure on Deshaun Watson I feel good about stopping the run but is it something where we're going to stop the run and in the process give up a big passing game I would hate to see Deshaun Watson find a rhythm against us that'd be that'd be tough to see
2: yeah like have a breakout game this season um against us um I think it's I think the Browns are kind of hard to predict a little bit in terms of they don't have a true um Offensive identity, and I, I think the Titans are probably in a similar boat. Um, uh, so stopping the run, it's like I don't know, like forcing Deshaun Watson to scramble, which I think is likely what it's going to happen. Is it's one of those things where is he going to now throw it deep and have a, you know, create all these big plays, or is he going to, you know, have a lot of, uh, you know, throw it in the dirt, throw it out, throw it out of bounds, or, um, Maybe even picks. I don't know. Um, so I'm a little. I don't know if there's like a great game plan besides just sticking to our defensive identity, which is just our D line just gets to the running back as fast as possible, stops the run, gets to the quarterback as fast as possible, forces him out. But I do think forcing Watson to scramble is probably way more risky than a Justin Herbert or uh, uh, anything like that. Because I don't know. Justin. Justin doesn't doesn't run very often. So I'm a little worried about Deshaun Watson maybe getting a lot of rushing yards on us. Uh, that is where my concern would be, and then him just extending drives through that, <clears throat> through doing that. So, But I, I, I'm really not that worried about their offense overall. I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, for me, I'm very interested to see how Arden Key and Harold Landry – uh, and Rashad Weaver do this game specifically against Jack Conklin's backup. As you mentioned, J.G. Conklin's out for the rest of the season. Um, his backup is DeWan Jones, who Titans fans might remember in the same draft that we got NPF, DeWan Jones out of Ohio State was the other tackle on the other side of the line that season. So Dewan Jones ended up going in the fourth round uh, to the Browns when we took NPF in the third round but there were some Titans fans and NFL pundits saying that the Titans were in the running for Dewan Jones. So it seems like we in some ways picked NPF over Dewan Jones. The big thing for me about Dewan Jones is he's, he's massive up top. Uh, he's just a bigger guy. And so I think Arden Key and Harold Landry specifically can have a big day if they can get that bend rush, that speed rush around the edge – Sort of where Dewan Jones, a really tall, massive guy up top. He's a little top-heavy. He maybe can't bend down there to get him. Top-heavy. <laughs>
1: so that's
0: what I'm hoping for. are they all top-heavy? Yeah, but if you look at the picture of this guy, he's like, you would see he's what I'm huge. talking about. He's massive up top, and his legs are just not that big <laughs> relative to his body. I mean, I'm sure they're much bigger than my legs. Um, the other thing... David and Joku, I think this is going to be our first real test with our linebackers that are unproven. Jack Gibbons, and I still struggle with his name, Al Shayer. Aziz Al Shayer. Um, Pretty good. How are they going to do covering tight ends? Roger McCreary, same thing. Do we see Roger McCreary still playing that nickel spot now that Hooker is back and Molden doesn't have to play safety? Or do we see Molden now take over the nickel spot since he's a little bit bigger and more physical than McCreary? Questions that we'll hopefully have answered on Sunday. Um, The fact
2: that we even have an option, I love that.
0: (laughs) It is nice to have options again. Yeah. Um, How is Christian Fulton going to hold up? Trying to make it back from injury. Obviously, it's in the back of his head. He can't have another injury-filled season. He said it this offseason. He trained away from the team during OTAs so he could try to keep his soft tissue injuries from creeping up again. Can he hold up against Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper? That, that's a question mark. Um, and then, yeah, it, Njoku, I think, is a step up over you know, Gerald Everett from last week and then Juwan Johnson the week before. Um, so how is Jack Gibbons and uh, Aziz Sher going to hold up against Njoku if they get one-on-one with him in coverage? It's going to be interesting to see. I'm with you, Pettit, though, where I'm not as worried about um, stopping Kareem Hunt with his first, on his first week back and jerome ford um i think we're going to hold them you know under 80 yards rushing as a team we seem to kind of do that every week
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah all righty so looks like uh we've covered a lot of the game and covered a lot of the the preview i think it's time to to get to business here pettit you're never a prediction guy so we're not going to ask you for a, a win or loss. Not, not the
2: details. Just I know we're. I think
1: we're going to win. Well, I, yeah, I think you, you say you think we're going to win, and I think your 115 plus two touchdown game from Derrick Henry is coming.
2: I do think that's ambitious, but I, I I'm
1: gonna hold why to it's it right now. That's why huh. it's a prediction, baby. Yeah. Hot take central. Like I said, Tajay Spears will have more touchdowns, total touchdowns, than Derrick Henry this year. Currently, that's at one to zero. Not looking good for me. But let's get down to it. Browns win or lose score prediction. Robert, let's hear it. So,
0: I am predicting uh, the Titans lose, but they cover. Um, so my final prediction.
1: <laughs> Color me. Is
0: shot. I'm going to say. <laughs> Titans get four field goals uh, and score 12 points, and the Browns, um, they have two field goals and a game-winning touchdown, final score, 13-12.
1: Jeez, I don't even care that that prediction is that we lost, just... 13 12 that
2: it's going to be a nasty game it just
1: oh, that's great do you know
2: do you know what we're going to be like on the pod next week if that's what
0: happens i might not be that different from this week i was <laughs> pretty down i will
2: i all i ask for is entertainment that's all i'm asking for and that's i don't think you're going to get
0: it this weekend i think <laughs> i think the old quote if you love defensive football then you're loving this game is going to be <laughs>
1: It's going to be well and alive this weekend. I'm uh, I'm going to say, all right, so if you've been listening the past couple of years or if you're new here, welcome. I appreciate you listening. I always make a schedule prediction at the beginning of the year, and I stick to it throughout the year. I predicted that we would win this game uh, at the start of the year. So I do think we will win. I'm going to stick with that. I think the score is going to be like uh, – it's going to be – 20 Twenty to 16 is going to be – it's going to be a win, 20 to 16. Maybe they, like, we're up 20 to 10. They score a touchdown late, make it 20 to 16. They're like, ah, frick it, let's go for two, and we stop them. Maybe we get, like, a penalty on the extra point to where they're a yard closer and they go for two. I don't know. 20 to 16 we win, and – uh yeah, there's my prediction. I, I think it's going to be gross. I think it's going to be ugly. Uh, but I think we pull out the win. So, I don't know. There we go. There any,
0: any, uh, any performance predictions, like, other than Derrick Henry scores two touchdowns and goes over 100 yards? How many sacks does Miles Garrett have? I think the
2: line is three and a half.
1: I was about to say that exact number. <laughs> I'm taking the over. Miles. Oh, wow. Miles Garrett ends up having a half a sack. Oh my gosh! But that's because a lot of other players get more. To <laughs> he just gets a half. He's like one of those. Half- he, doesn't get the, he doesn't get the credit the other players do, but on the stat sheet, he gets a half sack.
0: We're gonna have to double team him with a tight end and the tackle, and send a running back to chip to keep him under a sack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But um, there you have it. I think we covered it all. One note
0: real quick before we hop off. Yep. I do think the Steelers are one of the worst offenses in the NFL this year. They are currently ranked 32nd in the NFL. Yeah, they're terrible. And here's an interesting stat for you. Kenny Pickett, all right, 93% of the times he lines up under center the first two weeks, the Steelers run the football. 86% of the times he is in shotgun, the Steelers pass the ball. So Matt Canada, who almost got fired in the offseason, basically telegraphing everything the Steelers do. So maybe the Browns are a little bit overrated with how poorly the Steelers are at offense. I also think Joe Burrow, calf injury, Bengals, struggling big time, is that because the Browns are really good or because the Bengals were beat up? It'll be interesting to see. I tend to believe the Browns have one of the best defenses in the NFL,
1: yeah, they're and we're going
0: to be feeling a lot like we did after the Saints game. Um, interesting. but The Saints are coming out as one of the best defenses. Maybe it's too. not the Browns, and maybe it's the offenses they've played.
1: Yeah. Saints, like you said, Pettit, Saints defense – is looking really, really good. So it it's weird because the first few games you never really know in the NFL. You got you got teams that look good at the beginning of the year, end up being trash. You got teams that start out 0-2, 0-3, 1-2, stuff like that, they end up figuring it out. So it's the beginning of the year. We don't know yet. But all, what I do know is we keep facing teams with their backup running back, and it kind of plays to our favor. So I'm hoping that continues this week. And uh, we pull out a win. So, I think we also figure out who Chris Hubbard really is this week. Love that. I think that's a great point. Um, hell, he might be winning the job against NPF right now in that suspension. So, Especially if
0: NPF can't stay off FanDuel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the man just just quit listening. Just delete it from your phone. We know delete. you're. Yeah.
0: If you're in the NFL and you're making millions of dollars, just delete. I <laughs> mean just delete it.
1: No point. There's no point. 0 point. <laughs> righty. well, uh that's our uh that's our preview and uh appreciate y'all hopping on again. Go Titans. Tighten up, baby. And uh let's get this dub on Sunday. How about it? Let's I don't want to lose 13-12. Get out Me of here.
0: Me either. I hated making that prediction.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, that was terrible. But,
1: Yeah. I'm really really right, against yeah. that. <laughs> I will. Right, well, I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And we thank y'all.
0: My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry.